0: And the world of freedom Mr. Gorbachev,
1: open this gate. Mr. Gorbachev, tear down this wall. It be I Lena. This is Radio Goethe Magazine with Arn Peltner. News and information from the heart of Europe.
2: Hello and welcome to Radio Gute Magazine. I'm Arnd Peltner. In today's program I have an interview with the Afghanistan correspondent for the German magazine Stern. I reached him by phone in Kabul, so stay tuned. Four weeks ago, Christoph Reuter moved to the Afghani capital Kabul. A friend of mine who works for the Spiegel got me in touch with him when he heard that I will head over to Afghanistan later this month. You need to talk to him, he said. Christoph knows this country like no one else. We exchanged some mails and the idea grew to interview him about his life in Afghanistan, his experiences and his point of view about the situation and the future of the country. Earlier this week, I talked to Christoph Reuter of Der Stern by phone, asking him first how he got to Kabul to describe a bit the beginning of his journey.
1: Well, it is a slightly surreal situation because other foreigners... Living in Kabul are extremely afraid of moving out of their heavily guarded compounds because uh, two Europeans got kidnapped within a few weeks. A few days ago, there was uh, uh, a bombing attack on the car of the uh, military attache of the German embassy. So for people who look foreign, which I don't do since I have dark hair, beard, etc., for people who look for and they are rather afraid to move out on the street while we have been searching for a house, which means for one month we have been dealing with real estate brokers, met with friends who know people, finally found a house and then were negotiating for several weeks with painters messons, plumbers, electricians to get the whole thing going um Buy a generator, get it fixed. Um, so basically, we did what we would do normally in a peaceful city, like having a house renovated, but this under conditions which are rather bizarre.
2: When I read the news over here, it seems that Kabul is a horrible place to be. What made you go there?
1: Um, actually, one reason, let's say the, uh, the first hand reason on the surface, is that. There are about 4,000 German uh, ISAF troops in Afghanistan. So for Germany and for German media, it matters a lot what is happening here. Um, but the second reason behind is it, it's an extremely interesting, exciting country because people talk. Afghanistan has never been a dictatorship. Uh, people are courageous. People are open. Uh, in Iran, in Pakistan, in Syria, even in Iraq, um, people don't talk freely. They are so much influenced by the current or former dictatorship that it's extremely difficult to get to know what's really happening in the country. While here, I talk to Taliban, I talk to normal people, I talk to commanders of militias, I talk to people from all different political sections. And rather frankly, they tell me their opinion, they tell me what they do, Uh, and in a way, they are more honest than people in other countries. So it's for research, this country is paradise.
2: So Christoph, for you, it was no question at all to go to Afghanistan when the Stern asked you to become the correspondent over there?
1: Uh, Well, actually, it was me who uh, proposed it to Stern to send me to Kabul, um, because I have been the last six years on and off every three, four, five, eight months for one week or for some weeks in Afghanistan to do research here already. And I thought it makes more sense really to stay here for some time, establish contact, and not come in, do a quick story, and move out again. Um, so, no, no, it was my idea to come here, and uh, they were happy.
2: Can you freely move around in the city? Can you describe a bit the daily routine for you in Kabul?
1: Uh, yeah, well, as I said before, the daily routine so far, and it took longer than expected. The daily routine so far was we would have uh, one, two, three meetings uh Did the painter do his job well? What about the fireplace? Do we have the truck to carry the generator from the place we buy it to here? Um, So normal research will start within the next weeks. Um, But as I said, I'm looking slightly Afghan. I have dark hair. I have a beard. Uh, I can wear local clothes, and then I simply take a taxi and drive across the city or walk. I would not necessarily walk around in some areas at night. I would avoid places where many foreigners go because they get bombed sometimes. Um, but, yeah, it is possible to move around. I mean, several million people, several million Afghans are living in the city. Um, so it is possible to do this. What is strange is that at night there's hardly any electricity. So if you have no generator, everything is dark. And there is little... Social life, like there are maybe 10 restaurants you can go to where foreigners go. They are behind five metal doors, high walls, barbed wire, people with guns in front. So it's a little bit like a city under siege, but mainly for the foreigners, not for the Afghans.
2: You have probably heard this question quite often. Aren't you afraid to be in Kabul?
1: Uh, no, 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 no. Um. Now, sometimes it's a bit depressing to be here because the air is bad from all the fireplaces and generators, and you can't simply go out to have a nice evening in a bar or so, so you do it with friends. But no, I'm not afraid to be here. No, it's not a frightening atmosphere.
2: What kind of stories are you covering? You mentioned already the presence of the German army in the north. Are you concentrating on covering this?
1: Uh, Well, I have, of course, to focus very much on the uh, German army because this is what unfortunately interests most German readers. But what I find interesting are different stories like uh, uh, to take one valley in the mountains where the people say, we don't want to deal with the Taliban and we don't want to have anything to do with the foreign forces. We just want to be left alone, uh, grow our plants, Uh, have our sheep, our wool and we don't want to be part of this war Uh, and these are often overheard because we journalists are just concentrating on the battles, on the foreign soldiers Uh, but we are really asking what do the Afghans want? How do they live? Uh, What is really happening in the country? Like one uh, person I know, she told us a few days ago that uh, in a place which um, seems to be peaceful because there are no battles at the moment, the Taliban are completely controlling the social life of the people, and they have threatened uh, to search the houses. So the people were sending huge bags of Western clothes, like all their Levi's jeans, etc., to Kabul, because they are afraid of Taliban searching the houses. Uh, So I want to know, what is the reality in this? What's really happening in areas where sometimes no ISO soldier has ever set foot to because it's so inaccessible and people are living like in the Middle Ages. People are living under fear of Taliban, although no single shot has been fired.
2: How do people react when you're talking to them and they find out that you're a foreigner, a German, living in Afghanistan?
1: Well, few things here are going completely unprepared. I have a large network of people from different areas, from different ethnic groups, from different tribes. They know me, I know them, and they would uh, prepare the interviews or check if it's possible, also for security reasons, check if it's possible to drive to a certain province, because Kabul is one thing, but to go out to the provinces can be much more dangerous. Uh, So normally, in most cases, people know that I'm a German journalist, In some very dangerous areas, I would claim to be an Arab journalist, um, which makes it uh, sometimes easier. Uh, But then they are extremely friendly, very hospitable, and uh, often they are very curious to know things from me. They ask many questions to me, how I think about this or that. Uh, So I don't feel uh, uncomfortable with this.
2: Christoph, you make it sound so easy, but I have heard you are fluent in the language. How else did you prepare for this job?
1: Um, Well, basically, by having worked in this country for six years altogether, uh, I cultivate contacts, uh, I help friends, try to get them visas sometimes, I brought all kinds of equipment, including professional ping-pong rackets, to Kabul to make people happy and then uh, they help me or they get paid for it. Or I am training also local journalists. So The, the most essential thing is to have a large bunch, of a large network of people uh, who support you, who protect you as well if you get in trouble. Uh, and who check out if it's possible to go to this area, to that area, to do interviews with people, to stay overnight, etc.
2: From the outside, Afghanistan looks like a country in chaos. How do you see this as someone who knows the country
1: well? Well, there is a nice saying uh, that if you come to Afghanistan for one week, you don't get the story, you don't understand it. If you stay for two weeks you think you have fully understood what's going on if you stay for three months you don't understand it at all um, it is true it's extremely chaotic and complicated because it has never been a real country by our definition the government the central government never fully controlled the country there was never the idea of uh, the people we are the citizens of an afghan nation so it's more like Mid-Europe in the 17th century, when you had the uh, 30-year-lasting war, every province, every district, sometimes people speak a different language or come from a different uh, tribe, have a different belief system. So it is a very, very fragmented country. uh, that makes it hard to understand because we are used to think in the categories of This is one nation. But Afghanistan is not. It's much closer to Europe three, four hundred years ago.
2: What are the biggest problems Afghanistan and the Afghani people face these days?
1: Uh, Well, there are so many challenges. It's hard to judge, but uh, the biggest challenge is how to become one nation. Because uh, this war, which is now ongoing again... uh, has not so much to do with the foreign forces alone. It has much more to do with the internal rivalries in this country, that uh, Pashtuns are against Tajiks, Uzbeks are against all the others, Hazara feel offended or um, persecuted by all the other groups. So nobody trusts anybody in this country, and uh, due to the anarchy, Um, that there is little control of the government over many areas, there's huge crime rates, there's a a lot of mafia groups around. So the first challenge would be for the Afghans to become one nation, Uh, because then there would be no more need of having foreign forces, which are very, very often abused by several Afghan factions claim that their neighbors are Taliban or their neighbors are Al-Qaeda, and then they get bombed, all these things would not happen. Uh, So this is the biggest challenge for now. Then the next challenge would be to have an educational system that more than 30% of the people can read and write. Uh, And then the next challenge would be how to stop the poppy cultivation, which you can only do if you have something to substitute it. Because this country is so poor in soil in water in fertility that basically without growing poppy, without having the largest business sector being completely illegal, um, people would die of starvation. So it's problem behind problem behind problem to be solved. Uh, and it will take decades.
2: How is the situation for Germans in Afghanistan, the army in the north, the Germans in Kabul?
1: Well, the strange thing is, uh, by and large, uh, Germans have a very good reputation. There have been uh, excellent relations between Germany and Afghanistan since the 1920s. Uh, Many of the large roads, the oldest schools of Kabul, uh, tunnels in the mountains, they all have been built by Germans. Uh, Plus, you have this strange belief that Hitler was fighting the Israeli army Uh, So for many reasons, sometimes good ones, sometimes bad ones, uh, we are very much liked here. But it does not prevent uh, people from not getting attacked by the Taliban because they don't make this differentiation anymore. For them, every Western foreigner is an infidel. Uh, Like two days, three days ago, there was a suicide bomber attacking the car of the uh, German military attache in Kabul, Uh, There have been several suicide bombings in Pundus against German troops. So it's better to be in German here than an American. But when it comes to bombing attacks, etc., they don't care.
2: Is there an international community in Kabul? I know it from other places where foreigners get
1: together. No, 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 no. No, The point is more that um, it's rather boring to meet most Americans here because they never move out of the compounds. Uh, they, have, they are not interested in this country so much, or they have no chance to get out. So uh, I'm more interested in interacting with foreigners who are interested in this country. Um, there are a few Americans, but mostly they are French, British, other Germans, um, complete mix of people. Um, yeah, I would meet Americans at the uh, military bases. This happens quite frequently. But they are not uh, downtown Kabul, talking to normal Afghans, roaming around in the country.
2: How do you see the future for Afghanistan? Is there a chance to get things under control?
1: No. See, it's so fragmented that uh, many things, uh, there is progress. Like there are people are eager to send their kids to school now. This was different a few years ago. Um, so there will be a big change that more people can uh, read and write, um, and in some parts of the country things are slightly going better. That businesses are starting and uh, people are trying to settle their conflicts a little bit more peaceful. Other areas are in complete chaos and turmoil. So it, it will be different. There will be different tones of greyish. But it will neither be black nor white. There is no military victory for ISAF or for the American-led, uh, only American uh, operation enduring freedom. Um, partly it will go better. Partly it will remain as bad as it is. Um, because no foreign nation will be willing to assist Afghans for, let's say, 50 years. So you have to leave it to the Afghans, and that's going to be a very long, long way.
2: Christoph, looking back, in your view, what was done wrong in Afghanistan by the international community and the troops who are there? Could and should have been something done differently?
1: Oh yes, plenty of things, plenty of things. Less bombings of uh, wedding parties, less bombings of civilian villages. Um, but the, the fundamental mistake, and this was done in 2001, in 2002 was that uh, the, the now outgoing U.S. government thought they could, uh, they could divide Afghanistan into good people, meaning anti-Taliban and terrorists, meaning Taliban slash Pashtuns slash Al-Qaeda, um, and by uh, estranging, by excluding large parts of the country Uh, and treating them uh, in a hostile way, treating them like enemies. Uh, They have made them enemies, and they have split the country instead of trying to reintegrate all factions of this country. In 2002, 2003, this country was rather peaceful. There was very little fighting, and it got worse year by year by year. Um, And this could have been avoided from the beginning to say, okay, The war is over. Taliban have uh, have lost the power in Kabul, but now we are inviting them as well. They are part of this country, uh, and we want to work with them as well. Instead, the U.S. were cultivating their factions, the Northern Alliance people, some Pashtun factions, but they were supporting the division of this country, and this has, the gap has grown deeper year by year by year. Uh, and this was the fundamental mistake from the beginning, not trying to integrate all parts of the country, but think about all the Taliban or all their enemies as terrorists who have to be annihilated, which of course does not work.
2: Did the Afghans take notice about the American election? If so, are they hopeful that things will change with a new administration?
1: Mm. Oh, yes, they are. I was in a very remote mountain area, uh, in uh, Kuna, uh, in the jungle, and somebody who probably had no idea about Europe and not many ideas about the rest of the world, who had never left his mountain valley, he asked me, what do you think about Obama? Will he make things better for us here? Um, so they are following closely the events. Um, but the problem is, uh, there were so many hopes for this government, which largely has been disappointed. There were so many hopes that uh, it would be a just and fair government, but it is completely corrupt. Um, there were so many hopes that the conditions of life would be better, but they have not become better. Kabul has like one hour electricity per day, um, so people are deeply disappointed and uh, People are curious, but they are not optimistic um, about uh, Obama, and they will wait what he brings. But the problem is the first thing uh, Obama promised was send more troops to Afghanistan, which will make things worse, not better. Because U.S. troops so far, wherever they have moved in, especially the Marines, wherever they have moved in, uh, they have turned any part of this country into a war zone. Because the way they treat people, uh, the way they uh, react if people approach them or if people throw stones at them or don't want them to be in the area, has been as aggressive that uh, peaceful valleys who said, we have no problem with anybody but leave us alone, uh, if U.S. forces, has moved in there... Um, Like if you have a demonstration, they would not react. They have no way of water cannons or riot control. They would simply shoot people. And if they shoot one person, they have enemies. Uh, And uh, it escalates into war. And this is what has happened in the south and the east of this country. So send more U.S. troops, you will have more warfare.
2: Christoph, fun question. What are you personally missing most in
1: Kabul? Oh, uh, electricity, (laughs) Uh, a hot bath sometimes, and, um, well, all these commodities of civilization that you can go into a restaurant, you can eat anything, you have electricity 24-7. If you have a problem with somebody, you can call the police, uh, or you can go to the court. All these things we take for granted, which do not necessarily exist here. This is something you miss. Like we had a problem with the landlord who wanted to change the contract after we had paid the rent up front. And you can't simply tell him, you have signed the contract. We go to the court. You have to find somebody who is more powerful than he is from his tribe or clan to influence him or to threaten him because there is no legal system that's working in this country. So all these commodities, from hot water, electricity to a court system, uh, you start to mix. And Christmas cookies.
2: I talked to Christoph Reuter, Afghanistan correspondent for the German news magazine Der Stern. That was today's Radio Goethe magazine. You can find us and our free podcast online at radiogoethe.org. Thanks for listening. I'm Arndt bertner
0: i uh-huh. On Buzzs is Yar paas bon, ke hai barwaay bade zamjome mai. Yar paas bon, ke hai barwaay bade zamjome mai. Darbon agar, darbon agar. I stand,